We become a race of peeping Toms. Something happened. Something was happening. I had no idea. Where is her treacherous husband now? But in a place where she can visit, if she wished, mine. It's with the ancestors. I'm yeah, I'm drinking, Luann. How can you hold cake and not eat it? Oh, shit, you guys got coke here. Oh, my God, of course. I mean, I know to you I'm just your old fat Aunt Maddie Faye. I'm more than that, sweetheart. These are godless times, Mrs. Snell. You're all fucking boring. With your piddling grievances over nothing, you're all fucking boring. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Best Supporting Podcast, a podcast dedicated to celebrating and dissecting the performances of our favorite Best Supporting Actresses. My name is Nick Kachanov, and there are many women floating in the river, but you're the only one I want to stuff and stick over my wall, <laughs> over the fireplace. <laughs> And my name is Colin Drucker, and you can wish in one hand and crap in the other and see which one gets filled first. <laughs> the one-liners in this movie. <laughs> like, I was typing them all down, and they all come from Walter Matthau and, uh, you know, Pops. Oh, yeah, Burgess Meredith in his final yes. film role. Yeah, I th- this movie, and folks... If you don't know, now you're going to find out. If you just hit play or there's an autoplay and you're like, I don't know. I just let them keep playing episodes. Yeah. Uh, this is this week. We are family movie month is over unless your family was like mine and you went to see Grumpier Old Men in the theaters in 1995. Then indeed, family movie month continues because this week yes. we are talking about Grumpier Old Men from 1995. <sighs> this was like. I don't know what the equivalent of like appointment television is for movies. Appointment movies, I guess. Yeah. Like my family was really invested in the Grumpy and Grumpier Old Men franchise. Like I remember like very fond memories of this movie specifically. I remember the first one, but it's further away from me. You know, I was trying to think about it as I was watching. I was like, well, all I know is like Jack Lemon ends up with Anne Margaret and I can't remember anything else. I feel like maybe... Who, who cares? But I, I just like this movie, much like Dennis the Menace, it brought back the same emotions. It was just so beautiful and funny and sad. And I mean, a great score by Alan Silvestri as mm. well. I'm just over the moon to talk about it. I, How about you? How was your experience? I mean, I, I'm glad you brought up the name Alan Silvestri because that is, there is like, that is such a vibe, like a mid nineties, yep. mid budget movie with like Walter Matthau and Jack Lemon, like you know, futzing around in 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 you know little motorboats to an Alan Silvestri score. Like it's just, I know that I'm looking back at the nineties with rose colored glasses, but like that is moments like that, like that kind of that kind of experience, that kind of the kind of cuisine that's that's served to you in a movie in a movie like this is just yes. peak 90s it's just like it it warms my soul like that old Campbell soup commercial where the snowman comes in and eats soup and turns into a little kid oh you know what i mean yep of course <laughs> i don't know if that was like Campbell. stop motion yeah yeah i think it is yeah. chicken noodle oh god that sounds so good oh yeah i can't wait for winter oh my god i can't I, wait i can't wait man i can't wait to just like come in the house feeling like a snowman I need soup (laughs) but you are so right I was watching this movie and I was like like 
the 80 for Brady could never, mm. you know, and I haven't seen 80 for Brady and maybe there's a couple touching moments, but overall, like, I don't know. It's like the quality of movie. It, it does. Are we just, am I just, again, those ro- rose colored glasses here? Like, were, was it just written better in the nineties? Is it just the nostalgia or is it, is it like a great screenplay slash, you know, sequel? I feel like, you know, I, th- I, I haven't seen 80 for Brady either and we should and we should consider doing it for this podcast but I and but I think it's a great reference point because these like grandpa comedies cuz Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau did like 10 of these they really I mean I in my mind I think you know set the framework for what we're seeing now with these you know grandma hijinks movies like basically Jack Lemmon and Walter Matthau walked so that Lily Tomlin and Jane Fonda could <gasps> run Oh, absolutely. That's a great comparison. I think that's probably the most successful. And granted, that's, you know, that's obviously a TV show and not a movie, but still. Well, they were I in think that's... for Brady. And like they're. Oh, that's right. They were. Yeah. And uh, and Jane is in the book club, you know, movies. That's right. And so it's like all of those kind of like even Queen Bees on a smaller level, like all of that, sure. I think, owes a debt of gratitude to grumpy old men. I feel and grumpy old man and and the odd couple too and out to sea and all those other ones but like I I think that I think the the sense of humor is different. That's what I think it is. Sure. I think as a point of comparison like I feel like there the gags or the set pieces in this movie are like, you know, the guinea pig being set loose or like the you know the, when uh, any any moment in Max's in Max's house you know what I mean like it's just these like funny sure. set pieces and I feel like the equivalent of that in like an eighty for Brady is like when they all get high together you know what I mean like yes it's just yes. A, it's a and then there's like a funny cameo from like a football player and mm-hmm. I feel like it's just a different sense of humor and I love to watch like Sally Field get high but I don't. think think it's as nuanced as like watching Walter Matthau like cook and and you know watch and Geraldo dance. and dance you know Walter Matthau is the star of this movie yes <laughs> like, oh, yeah. there is no question and I don't know if I ever picked up on that like as a kid you know like whenever this mo- I was nine when it came out and I probably probably had the VHS too but I because it, it is his movie it's 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 not about John so much. Like John had his, you know, him and Ariel together. That was the first movie, and right. now it's his turn. But God, he is so funny, and some of it is schmaltzy. But like some, even like saying like "Hey, dickhead," the way like oh, I yeah. was cackling because they do say some pretty raunchy things to each other, and most of the stuff is coming from Max, which is great. I mean, <laughs> I you know, just like I think what's so great is like. There are nuances to the way Max says, hey, putz, you know, like, yep. it, it, he's like, hey, he's like conducting as he walks. Yeah, you know? yeah, he's got, he's, he's always got like change in his pocket that's jingling around. But like, yes. there'll be different ways he'd be like, hey, putz, uh, hey there, dickhead. You know, like, there's just, there's a, it's as if they're not insulting nicknames. But when he is annoyed, it's like, ah, oh, yeah, putz. Like, I, I, Walter Matthau is, I agree with your text message, he's a queen. He is a queen. He is a queen. And of course, we've talked about Walter Matthau once before in uh, 
Dennis the Menace. Oh my God, we've talked about him twice before. I forgot because <gasps> we talked about him in Dennis the Menace. Oh, yes. You're so and right, Edward Bergman, and mm-hmm. in uh, Cactus Flower. Cactus yeah. Flower. Oh, Doctor Doctor Vin. Oh, what the hell was that movie? Something. Oh, yeah, what is doc- it, Doctor Doctor? Oh, Cactus Flower. I'm like. Uh, oh, Doctor! Oh, Doctor Wiener! Oh, Doctor Winston! There it is! Oh, Doctor Winston. Winston! That was yes. that was during a lull. That was just before Murder on the Orient Express, which is a, yes. a disaster in our timeline. It's a dark time. Yeah, dark time we really us. went off the rails with that. <laughs> yeah, literally. <laughs> <laughs> oh, ran straight into a cactus. Absolutely. Yeah. It was, yeah, you know, it was a prickly situation, but we got back on track. But the point being. Uh, yeah, this is our, you're right. This is our third Walter Matthau movie. And I feel like we're gaining momentum each time. This is the pinnacle for me. I just, I mean, at the very end of the movie, when, um, John is shaking his hand at the wedding and they're just about to get into the limo and he says like, congratulations. (laughs) And Max, it's so, it's so, it's almost too quiet to hear, but he's like, at the very end of the handshake, he's like, let go of my hand. Well, yeah, I'm very busy. Oh yeah, I know. It's (laughs) It's totally an improvised line. It's totally, because I noticed that this time and I don't think I've ever, in all of the times I've seen this movie, I don't think I'd ever noticed that, but it's, it totally just feels like Walter Matthau just dicking around. Same with like the when like the daughter shows up in that like cat caught. I don't know what they're like dressed as a bear. Oh, and she's like the bunny and yeah, she's the bunny. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you wear the same costume every Christmas or Halloween, whatever you wear. And I think and like she starts laughing and I was like, that was totally a flub. But like then he starts to laugh. Yes. Oh, so Ugh. when, yes, when uh, Jacob and and the daughter uh, show up as, yes. as polar bears and he's like, oh, you, yes. yeah, I, it's such a great moment. It's like, oh, you, you wear the same thing every uh, Christmas. And then, they, yeah, the kid laughs and he, it's such a, it feels like he was just like making her laugh during that take and they yep. kept it. Yeah. Oh, my he's God. So I great. mean, the way I, I, I want this on a mug or a T-shirt, but when he says she's just a pig-headed Italian with piss and vinegar running through her veins, <laughs> I laughed so... That is an amazing line. It's so good. And like the way that he says it, I think he says Italian. I hope he does. But yeah, he, I, he does. With yeah. piss and vinegar running through her veins, that is a read. Uh, That's like a drag queen level read. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, I he definitely because he also says Italian when he says people aren't gonna come out here for Italian when we've got a Chuck E. Cheese downtown. Yes. <laughs> Chuck E. Cheese, the way he says it. Oh my gosh, I just um and after that, you know, I I of course used the line that he was for my opening line of the one he said. There are plenty of fish in the sea, but you're the only one I want to mount above my fireplace, which still is a terrible line. Yeah. But the fact that he goes so off the rails and then walks up the steps and says, I didn't say it right. (laughs) And I love that. Like, I think I've always noticed this, that like she kind of smiles as he says that. Like, yeah, I love that. She's like, yeah, no, I know you didn't say it right. It's fine. Like, you know, and and I hate to take away from Walter Matthau, but like, I, I just have to say, like, just. Sophia Loren, I am just, I'm in love with Sophia Loren. A star, a beauty, uh, an icon. Yeah. Now come on now. Now come on now, you know. <laughs> uh, you know, she's nothing like Spaghetti Rigetti, you know. fat. He was I fat, know. hairy, homely. You're not so fat. <laughs> yes. Uh, uh, it's so good. And this guy who wrote the script, I know we're, we're talking about Sophia, 
But um, I can't remember his name right now, but he was only 31 when he wrote this. And yeah. I think he wrote the first one, too. Mark Stephen Johnson. Uh, yes, Mark Stephen yeah. Johnson. He did write the first one. Oh, he is a youngin. Oh, my goodness. He's a, he's a sweet Yeah, he's only 58 now. Yeah. Um, but... But still, he... can you imagine writing this movie when at 31? Like, I just feel like I really like how he's able to do like this is this. I could watch this movie with my parents and my grandma like tonight and we would still like rolling, be rolling on the floor. Yeah. But they would find more laughter and like some of that, like, again, that like sense of humor of like, I'm trying to think of like a really good. I don't know, like just like them, like especially um like um. Maria's mom oh, like a lot of yeah. her lines mm-hmm. which are great yeah but like it's like that I call it like a lower level of comedy which it's still valid but like I'm not laughing as hard as like piss and vinegar in her veins yeah when she's like I'm a whack him you know like when she wants to hit him with the with I'm the not gonna whack him yeah yes I mean like the way that she says it's guinea pig well like as, as lives in of my course brain. yes lives I wrote my, that down yeah. yes um but yeah no I I mean fun fact so yeah he wrote Grumpy Old Men was the first movie he ever wrote. Mm-hmm. And then Grumpy Old Whoa. Men was right after that in 95. And uh, then he did something called Big Bully, which I'm not familiar with. And then, unfortunately, mm-hmm. Simon Birch, which was a weird one. And yeah. Jack Frost uh, as a snowman who may or may not eat soup at some point. Ooh. Uh, he did write the screenplay for Daredevil. I feel like. I don't know. That feels like something I did, like Keon probably would. Yeah, I feel like that's pretty popular. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, this feels like a Keon movie uh, because Jennifer it Garner's be, yeah. in it, and he likes Alias. That's what I'm thinking of. He loves Alias. Yeah. Yes. So, and I, for some reason, I think Alias and Daredevil are connected, but I don't think they are. Um, yeah. But anyway, yeah, he's uh, he he's had an interesting interesting career, um, but he's from Minnesota, so he at least like understands this kind of like community. Wabasha. Wabasha. Wabasha, Minnesota. That's another mug I want. Yeah. But we I, I interrupted to talk about the screenplay, but we were talking about Sophia Loren. Sophia. I feel even because we're gonna get to the bloopers. Oh, oh we're that's, gonna talk about yeah, the bloopers. Yeah, no, that's like it's oh. practically an assistant to the BS. <laughs> yeah. It, it it is I mean, somewhere in the Westons will be the bloopers from Grump Your Old Men. Yes. <laughs> oh my gosh. And like that really was like a lot of core memories coming back to me. Oh, but yeah. I feel like Sophia Loren was a was a trooper with Walter Matthau. The way that he was like smooching her all the time, I was like, I'm glad she didn't slap you because that was intense. But maybe they were best of friends. Yeah, I don't maybe. Know. I know. And during the bloopers when she was like, he's a criminal. <laughs> yes. I mean, when you think about it, it's like what is crazy is like. Anne Margaret and Sophia Loren, uh, beautiful women through their entire lives, but like of like from a certain generation in Hollywood, were the like most beautiful women in Hollywood. Are some of the most beautiful women to walk the planet. Yeah. I don't know. Like to me, Sophia Loren is just like a level of royalty where it's like she deigned to be in Grumpy Old Men. She deigned to be. I think it's the, genius, right? It's perfect. Yeah. It's such a great idea. Um, and she's like obviously she's beautiful like it's stupid like that shot of her oh, on the God. deck on the dock at night <gasps> looking up at the stars no For, i want a framed version frame of that, it yes. put it on a cake so i can not eat it because i don't want to destroy <laughs> yeah. the art Maria, of it. sophia coletta rigetti <laughs> oh my god spaghetti rigetti's cousin i just yeah she's stunning but she's really funny too i think she's very yes. funny in this movie 
She did make me laugh a lot. I I look like a slut, but a nice. But slut. A, oh my god, that's actually one of the funniest lines in the movie is when she runs into Ariel. Yes, I look like a slut, but a nice slut. I mean, yes, that is genius line delivery. That's hard to make that work, but a nice slut. It was so good. Yeah, like the control over her, like without even trying, mm-hmm. she like exudes sex and like confidence. Like she just like has this. It's hypnotizing. I, I couldn't believe. And I have to talk about this because, you know, I love ages. Mm. Um, so Anne Margaret was 54 when she did this, which is crazy because like, I you know, uh, how old was, uh, what's his face here? John, Jack Lemmon was 70. Oh. Walter Matthau was 75. And Anne Margaret was 54. And then Sophia Loren was 61. Wow. So other actresses, just to oh, put in please, yes who are 54 years old right now are women like Jennifer Aniston, Kate Blanchett, uh, Chandra Wilson is also on that list. I'm like, this is crazy that they're like meant to be old, you know, sort of women, I guess. But you could tell they are younger. They look, they're more spry, obviously. Yeah, I feel, I mean, I feel like, and that was the thing with Ariel in the first movie is that she was this, like, spry young thing. Like, I haven't seen the first one in a while, but I'm remembering now. It's more set in the winter. There's the one scene of her, like, going out and, like, doing, like, snow angels in her front yard. Yes. And that was, like, in that movie is when they're doing, like, the ice fishing on the lake with the little huts on the lake. It's winter, it's yes. Winter. It's a, it's a winter movie, whereas this is an end of summer into fall movie, which is... I know. Oh, and I kind of loved it. Yeah, it like that opening, you know, with the, the trees and the lake and all that. I was like, it's it's all that aesthetic the entire time. It's all reds and yellows and greens and browns. Like it's such, oh my god, get me soup. It's just so comforting. I I, I agree. I also wanted to list off the sixty-one-year-old actresses. Oh, please, sorry. Just yeah. to kind of no, you're fine. You're fine. Going along with um, so Sophia Loren. So 61-year-old actresses at this present day are Meg Ryan, Michelle Yeoh, Gina Gershon. That, she would have been a great uh, Maria. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Bonnie Hunt. Oh, I love Bonnie um, Hunt. Marsha Cross, Heather Locklear. It's just so interesting. Wow. I feel like that would be interesting. Like, Bonnie Hunt, I think, I, I think she would... I feel like she would... Uh, obviously, Walter Matthau is dead, but I feel like... I'd, I'd love to see... Bonnie Hunt and Walter Matthau interact. I feel like she had oh a talk goodness. show. I wonder if he was ever a guest. Oh, I would love that. Okay. Promoting like Out to Sea in 1998 yes. or something. Well, you know? Okay, so I'm going to just do a quick uh, goosey gander on... I, I'm not going to ask ChatGPT because you know I don't trust them. Uh, yes. Ever since the Amy Adams Jag incident. Um, okay, you so you jag off. Uh, jag off. Okay, Bonnie Hunt, Walter Matthau... Oh, I spelled Bonnie wrong. Well, um, I'm not seeing anything directly connecting them, but I'm going to work on it. So okay. watch this space. Love it. Uh, anyway. Uh, you know what I would love to see is like the characters, not the like the actors and actresses. I would love to see Max in, um, in Grumpier Old Men played by Walter Matthau and like Weezer from Steel Magnolias. Like I want them to live across. Oh yeah. Oh my God. Like that's, yeah. I mean like, I, cause 
that's the spinoff is like you know uh grumpy old ladies you know what i mean like <laughs> yes yeah. for sure oh my god we're oh, like yeah matt so it's like great. it's like weezer well now i'm stuck thinking of the actresses now i'm thinking like oh my god like walter matthau and jack lemon i don't know some this is a movie that never happened but in my dreams they moved to like I don't know, some retirement community and then like across the way is like Cloris Leachman and <gasps> Oh yeah. What we just said? Uh the other one. Um Shirley McLean. Shirley McLean. Oh, and Olympia Dukakis. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Um well Shirley McLean would actually be a really interesting choice because she and Jack Lemon were in the apartment together. I know. That would have been great. Yeah. They needed someone sexier. They needed they someone sexier Anne. and they went for Anne. Yeah. Uh, can't blame them, you know? Uh, yeah. yeah. There's something so, um, calming about Anne Margaret in this movie. Like when she waters those plants, ugh, I could watch that for like 10 days. I was like, this is like ASMR. I hope yeah. someone like, just like put this on loop on YouTube. I'll just like fall asleep to that. Yeah. She's, she always feels stoned to me in this movie a little bit. I would have loved that detail that like Ariel also like grows her own pot and like, you know, yeah. gets stoned all the time. Cause yeah, I mean, when she that's one of those earworms that's lived with me <clears throat> since 1995 but when she's watering the plants and she's like "Ooh, drink up drink up drink up drink up yes it just, yes that yes, always yes. sticks with me drink up drink up uh, it's like an, it's like she's she's pouring water on my soul yeah <laughs> it's so like it really truly that was the first like core memory for me i was like oh yeah she's so lovely in this and she's always so like I want. I don't. I almost said insufferably happy, but she is very happy. Like until like stuff hits the fan, and I love that she has a little bit of a, uh, you know, she gets to go to Rigetti's oh. and like find John. Yeah. You know, all that stuff is great. We know he's here. Where is he? Like she puts her arms out. Like oh, she she really gets into it. It's great. Yes. Because Ariel. I mean, again, I think in the first movie, it's obviously like a much bigger role. It's it it is a you know. Uh, I don't want to say a thankless role here, but she doesn't get to do much. And so I feel like when she says, but a nice slut is just like, what a gift. Like, yes, I, she at least got that, you know? Uh, yeah. She's a sweet gal. Yeah. I would love to be her neighbor. Oh my God. Oh, they're going to have the best parties. If she moves in with Max. Oh my God. Oh, if I was like my age now, like I would go to their house every Friday night. Well, I was <laughs> just hang out. I was thinking that watching this, the way that like you know, and I know that they they fight and whatnot, but just the idea that like you know, uh, John and Ariel live next door, and you know, Max and Maria are you know uh, living together, and then you know, Jacob and Melanie are down the street or whatever. And I thought, you know, that's kind of nice. Like, what a nice. I know. That's, that's actually like what a dream. And you all still have your own house. But yep, you can go back. You can go back, but at any point, you're like, "Hey, you want to come over for dinner?" Like, I don't know that there was an element of that. It was like, "Oh, this is this until things go until things go wrong." This is a really lovely setup you all have here. Yeah, it reminded me of um, like Dennis the Menace with the Mitchells and mm -hmm. the the Wilsons. You know, they kind of at the end have that like porch parties, and you know they watch the kids play hide and seek. Ugh. Yeah, yeah, and I guess it's it's funny because there was you know there was that scene in Dennis the Menace, and then there was like the Halloween scene in this, and I just I and I, this is oh the, yes this is obviously tons of nostalgia, but it's just like Halloween night in the nineties. Like I just. <gasps> you know forget about it <laughs> yes forget about it's it. like how do you i would want like 
anytime I need a boost, like that feeling, I would want like Christmas Eve yep. as a kid. Yep. I would want like last day of school in elementary school. Yeah. Or to like up the ante last day of school before Christmas break. Yeah. Christmas school. party in the classroom. Ugh. A brownie on a napkin absolutely with red M and green M&Ms on it. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Watch And maybe movie. your mom volunteers oh. and you get to go home with her oh. after school oh, and that's... stop at McDonald's. No, I can't. Oh, I'm going to lose it. Because to me, it's like that means that I don't have to go like outside and hope my mom is in the parking lot when I go outside. She's right there. I get to leave with and maybe, her. And maybe, oh. Yes, and maybe you get to pick up like a video on the way yes. home. Oh my God, and we definitely get some little Mickey D's. Oh God. You know, I do have like a, a memory from maybe like the last day of like kindergarten or first grade where I remember going to McDonald's on the last day of school. And, and it's, you know, an early 90s McDonald's and <sighs> just the way those fries smell because they really use the beef tallow back then. And, <laughs> and it's like June, so it's hot. And there's just like that thrill of like, what am I doing wearing this uniform? And I just like I can rem and it had that like sort of glass enclosure that a lot of Wendy's had that kind of yes like, yeah oh, that rounded those. glass yep. enclosure and it had a play place and yep oh my god I just it was yeah I I if I were to blink and like suddenly realize that like my entire life for the past 33 years was just like a weird dream I had when I was five and I was mm -hmm. waking up on the last day of school I don't know. I don't think I'd want to go through the next 33 years, but it, in the moment, it would feel great. Yeah, I often think of like where and where you would time hop. Where would I time right. hop? And I think it would be fourth or fifth grade, to be honest. I peaked. Yeah, <laughs> right. And, and like I still it's you're still young enough that like you don't really have to think about anything because middle school is like where things start to like get real a little bit mm -hmm. and like your responsibility level and like. And elementary school was so much fun, and I, I loved it so much. And let me ask you this, because I asked this, this to Keon, and granted, he grew up in New Hampshire. Um, did your parents, or your mom, I guess specifically, because my mom was the one who did this, of course, like make a big deal after the first day of school and have snacks for you when you and your brother got home? The first day of school? I don't think so. I don't remember okay. having like a big first day of school kind of acknowledgement that and we didn't we did pictures in the morning like we would do pictures course, on the front yes. you know on the porch and whatnot yes. and um there was the one year like when I started kindergarten and my brother was starting like third grade and we had both broken our arms that summer so we both had arms and casts so <laughs> my mom was like they're gonna think I'm beating you you know yeah and, I love that. uh but no I don't remember doing like things in the afternoon when we got home though because my mom did, and I thought everyone's mom did, because my friend Nikki, who I grew up with, uh, and she went, we went to high school together, like, she is doing it for her kids now. Like, she had this, like, amazing spread of snacks, and I was like, oh, my God, and I, sh I don't know if I showed Keon, but I asked him, I was like, in the first day of school, like, your mom would always have snacks, and he's like, no, mm. we didn't do that. So, folks, if anyone else did that outside of Western PA, uh, let me know because maybe it's just a North Huntington thing. Yeah, know. you just you get the snacks at the Giant Eagle and, and yins Ugh. are set, you know? Yins are set. Uh, well, you know, and I think it's... I, I, I don't think that we're off topic because I think a movie from 1995 is... It, it, much like Family Movie Month is, if not more so, is, is going to just 
bring out the nostalgia because one of my other core memories is like going to the theater to see this with my mom and my brother. And like, I certainly remember during the, the bloopers just like laughing so hard. And it was such a like, it was such a moment of like pure joy in our childhood. And I feel like very formative of like what, like what we thought was funny. Like, I think to go back to like that original question of like, what was about, what was it about these movies and the idea that it's like this certain sense of humor. I feel like, like I'm glad my mom took us to see this when we were kids, you know, like I'm glad this is kind of like a basis. Like I've, I've kind of had that line, you can wish in one hand and crap in the other and see which one gets filled first. I've had that in my head forever. I love that line. It's a great line. And I'm just like so grateful that I've had it for like all of these years. And so, um, yeah, like this to me is in a way a weird extension of Family Movie Month because to me, this would be, I could go visit my parents and we could watch this movie and, and similar to what you were saying and have a great time. And like I kept there were so many moments where I was like, oh, my mom would love this. Like, for example, in the supermarket, when grandpa is chasing uh, uh, Mama Rigetti around and when the one shelf stalker like falls and knocks all the cans over. Of course. My mom loves that shit. She loves it. I can hear her losing her shit when it happens the second time. It's a great, this is a great movie for Keon's parents to watch. Oh, sure. Keon, if you're listening, we need to mark this down for Christmas this year because they will love it and uh, we'll also love it. And I think like it's, you know, it's a story about love. His mom loves that. Um, it really is something for everyone. And you're right. Like, I, I don't remember seeing it in theaters. I only remember like renting it or like maybe we owned it, like I said, but watching it with my grand and like watching them laugh really hard mm-hmm. and like seeing them really laugh at a movie because like i guess parents laugh but like you're a lot of times you're watching like dumb kids movies so like i was laughing that they were and i still kind of like understood most of the jokes because like all of those like bloopers are great it's like almost like (laughs) my inadvertent like how did i know culture was made for me it's like the blooper reel of grumpy yes I feel every 90s kid knows that yes absolutely like that to me i i totally agree i felt like i was seeing something that was like oh oh i get this i get this yeah Yeah, like oh my god like this is important you know it Um, is the children have forgotten the children have forgotten we gotta gotta post it somewhere yeah oh i'm sure it's on youtube just the just the bloopers it's just yes but i mean as you said there are so many one-liners in this movie for anyone who i mean doesn't i you know i know that we're like you know uh 30 minutes in uh but uh grumpy old men it's of course yes the sequel to grumpy old men which i'm sure is a great movie that i probably will revisit now that i've watched this um but i i think this i think it'll bear out that this and this is very subjective this will be an example of a superior sequel i know it's like i was trying to think if this is where we go this month what else could we do but i can't think of anything to fill the month like we could we could talk about it on the after show i guess i i but i I like the idea yeah Yeah. okay i wrote down a couple ideas just because i was like you know i i had the exact same thought and i was going to text you and be like do you want to make it sequel September? I did come up with Ooh, a couple. I like that. I yes. did come up with a couple. I came up with two other ideas, and I thought we well, we just need like one more, one more, Ellen okay. Sue. Um, 
But you know what? Because I only have one. But I feel like maybe you did it on All Right, Mary, which doesn't, oh, matter, that doesn't matter at the end of the day. That doesn't matter. Yeah. And I feel matter. like it's been a while since you have done it. But because um, it's like I think the criteria is like we both would should probably be familiar with the first one to an extent. I think this is the perfect example. Like I remember the first one kind of sort of, but I remember this one more. OK, well, then, you know what? If you all want to know if if indeed we end up because I, I, I really like that idea of sequel September. Uh, that if we do that, then on the after show this week, we will talk about the sequels that we may talk about this month. And so if you want to hear that conversation, because, hey, it might end up not happening, and then you'd never know, you should join us on Patreon at patreon.com slash PSA pod for the best supporting after show. It comes out every week. It's a bonus episode every single week. We're playing a game this week. Oh, my God, I forgot. I have a game for you, Colin. It's going to be great. My God, I feel like I'm in the movie Saw. <laughs> I've never seen it. Oh, well, you should see the sequel. I would sequel. never see that. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one of your top three. Yeah, it's one of them. Yeah. Um, oh, but Lord. Grump Your Old Men, I mean, yeah, it's uh, they could easily make a TV show because it's really just kind of like, you know, uh, John and Max live next to each other and they're they're always fighting and they're always bickering about something. And in at this point, I think the the connecting points from the first movie are yes that john has ended up with ariel from the first movie and then uh john's daughter melanie played by daryl hannah is engaged to max's son jacob played by kevin pollack of house arrest fame oh remember that long sleeve baseball tee and house arrest he just even you know in in this movie when he's in bed talking to melanie i was like you know i'd get into that bed I would. He's a short king. He is a short. He's a king. short king. He is. But also, Daryl Hannah feels a little taller. But I, I love that. I love yeah. That. Well, I think that's that's an interesting dynamic. Is that she is a leggy lady and he is a short yeah. king, and so, um, and they are. I mean, you know, I, I think, I think that. Listen, I love Daryl Hannah, and we should eventually talk about both Kill Bill one and two. Unless, oh yeah. Unless the, Ooh, a sequel. Well, I was gonna say unless that's the sequel you had in mind, because I, you would be the Kill Bill expert around here. I oh gosh, that's uh, I'm already stressed by you saying that, <laughs> but uh, but I do love and Kill Bill. They're both really great. Yeah, and who knows? The second one's really great. Maybe too, we'll yeah. maybe we'll do a you know Kill Bill Volume One one week, and then Volume Two the next week. It'll be you know uh, yeah because we saw you know not that it's a necessarily a spooky movie but we've also got movies in october i you know spooky bsas tarantino november <laughs> oh wow no because we could we totally could i feel like we could because pulp fiction and then the, yep. the fourth one is the real wild card what do you think the fourth one would be um i want even though i've never seen this movie i know that there i think there's a handful of women but death proof have you seen death proof? oh yes oh yeah, yeah yeah no that's tracy toms is in that yeah no death proof is well it's like it was like part of the whole like grindhouse double feature um but yes. death proof i think was the more lady heavy one yeah yeah it could be inglorious bastards um oh, there's yeah. some great women in that i've never um, seen that yeah oh it's good yeah uh, so okay, all right. Tarantino November. Tarantino November. I mean, listen, the Hateful Eight. I know Jennifer Jason Lee's in it, but I yeah, I don't, I don't like. I her. don't need to see. It. I already know. Okay, I already know. Yeah. I don't need. She was also on the list of actresses who are sixty-one. By the way, I just didn't mention her. Oh, good, because <laughs> I wouldn't cast her. I just sorry. Yeah, just give me Bridget Fonda any day. 
That's right. Um, and then I've never seen Jackie Brown, but Bridget Fonda's Neither in I. it. So okay, um, there it is. There you go. But you know, Pam Greer. So okay, I you know I don't hate that idea because I also yeah. haven't seen many Tarantino movies, and so if any, honestly. Oh yay! Okay, Tarantino November. Well, it is really the year of the man, so like it's it's important it that we like dedicate. We did do you know Al Al May Dovar, so it's yes. not like we haven't done a month of a director's oove, as they say. Yes. All right. I think it's it's high time. I think I think you I think you're right. I think you I I think the idea of okay, I know folks get back to the grumpy old men, but like the idea <laughs> that we do. We do sequel September, and then we do like spooky October, and then we do Tarantino November, and then maybe it's like a Christmas movie themed December, and we really lean into some Christmas movies. Yeah, the holiday or holidays. I really yeah. feel like we should do Love Actually just to hate on it. Too. Oh, I, I think know. it would be because. Emma Thompson is so good in it. We should just cover that scene. Just that scene. We should just <laughs> and, and do that scene. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Oh my God, that would be. And great. maybe the Colin Firth storyline with Aurelia, because I think that's really sweet too, where he like learns a language for her, and it's it's cute. Yeah, and the Laura Linney story makes me too sad. Oh God, you know what? I I you know I know we're all over all, all over the place here, folks. But I listened to that podcast, Ticket Please, Tickets Please, and they had a two hour. Uh, episode on love actually and it's so good and they share a lot of like similar views too and it is weird it's so weird because she doesn't get a like it's a, a wrapped up storyline we just never see her again and she had that hot guy in her bed yeah it's crazy no it's it's i don't like that i don't like it just bums me out but uh yep yeah uh well to 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 bring us back to grumpy old men so the the inciting incident here is that i think there was a character of spaghetti rigetti in the first movie who owned the bait shop and he passed away i think in the first movie and so his cousin uh has has come to uh take over the bait shop and in Instead, it's uh, she. His cousin is Maria Sofia Coletta Rigetti, and she and her mother, played by Anne Morgan. I like to say Gilbert. I'm sure it's Gilbert, but I prefer Gilbert. I know, right? It's it's a strange way to spell. Yeah, it. Uh, they are here to turn it into an Italian ristorante. Uh, ristorante. <laughs> uh, Good picture of Walter Matthau saying yeah. it. Like his inflection. When he's just like, no, well, he just like sounds like a spooky old ghost. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> I know he gets that kind of like that. Uh, that he points to the sky. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to go. <laughs> so I'm actually good. quite so fond of you. Yeah, like yeah. He he's like, well, you're not sleeping with me. <laughs> <laughs> that line is crazy. Oh. I was like, no one would actually say that, but they needed to say that oh my Knowing god you weren't sleeping with me <laughs> oh so funny but sorry you were you were talking about uh, her mother and uh, and her mother Mama who Argetia. we have talked about before do you remember when we talked about Anne morgan wilbert no go on when we did a three-part series on season one of getting out she played birdie who kept having sex i think <gasps> getting on or getting out? Getting on. What's getting out? Getting on. Getting out. I mean, is this not... is like my I care a lot slash that yeah. other movie that I can never remember. Um, that's yeah. Yeah. Let them all I, talk. That, yeah. 
Yes, 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 yeah, that's it. Um, but that's great. I love that. I remember her now. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, so even even Anne Gilbert is uh, is an alum. So there you go. And she's great. She's great. Oh my god, she's yeah. It's such a like, uh, it's such a baddie little. It's such a great little '90s like baddie old lady role. I mean, like you know, it's like an Estelle Getty on on you know, uh, all yeah, with the volume turned Sicilian. up. Yeah. Yes. He has the face of a mackerel. I love that yeah. line. It's so good. Uh, but yeah, indeed, uh, Maria has uh, stir- spurred the ire of Max that then turns into a love story. And uh, and you're right. It it really is uh, Max's story here because it was really much more John's story in the first movie. So it really is much more of a focus on Max in this one. And I mean, you could you could look at Walter Matthau and Sophia Loren, especially in 1995, and say, hmm, different leagues, you know. Uh, yep. But I also think, like, for example, that picture you sent me, Walter Matthau's the kind of guy that, like, you know, he's he's got that kind of, like, he's got like he's got a face like a baseball mitt, but then he makes you laugh, and it's like, oh, my God, he's Casanova. I don't know where what era that was in of Walter Matthau. I just typed in young Walter Matthau, and I found this like great, there's like some woman, I think it's his wife, um, or at least his wife at the time, uh, hanging over his shoulders and he has like a cigar hanging out of his mouth and he's wearing like his, you could see his arms and he just looks very handsome indeed. Yeah. <clears throat> he's, uh, and I, you know, I, I like a little bit of, I feel like in the sixties and again, we talked about him in, uh, Cactus Noodle or whatever that movie was called, but, uh, <laughs> I, he's a, he's a brand of sexy ugly that I can get together with i think yeah he's got to put him he's sure. got to put him and i i kind of feel like i feel like walter not that it matters but i think for the record i think it's i think he's got a huge dick i think walter matthew's <laughs> penis is just like i think it's i think it's got a curve to it's it the ears yeah yeah and I, the nose yeah i think his dick looks like an off-ramp in los angeles like it's just <laughs> You know, on the way to, you know, San Bernardino, go this way, you know, Uh, take a left at the crown. Um, It's no, Uh, I just know it. I know that I know that Walter Matthau has just it's just obscene. It's just like, yep, I could see it. Oh, my God. Um, And so, you know, so there's that, you know what I mean? Like, he's funny. He's got like. You know, I, you could say he's got big dick energy. I think he matches it. Yeah, know? there it is. Yeah. Yes, especially in that photo. Yeah. And even in this movie. Um, I was going to say, too, because, like, you were talking about, I feel like you were going somewhere with um, Daryl Hannah. Like, maybe she wasn't your, oh. like, favorite in this movie. That's how we went down the whole. Oh, yes. The so future episode. Rant, oh, but yeah, go on. yes. Thank you for bringing me back. We are all over. You know, listen, my brain, it is, you know, it's really hot in here uh, in the words of uh, Derek, uh, Derek, Wills. Derek Wills, Derek Wills. It is really hot in here. And um, my brain is chicken noodle soup. So yes. if you know any snowmen, uh, but <laughs> send, them on over. send them on over, I'll melt them down. Yeah. But I do <laughs> kind of feel like Daryl Hannah is kind of like eh, in this movie. Yeah, I don't know what she's playing there. She just feels she seems tired. Yeah, she's not even like a. Mo- oh, she is a mom. Sorry, and not that you're like 
that sounded like a shitty thing to say, but like moms are tired. I, I think that's the truth because uh, they do all the work. So I, I just feel like she they both kind of exist like Jacob and her exist because like there has to be that like third act conflict where they get into an argument. The wedding is off, which also like sort of is this uh, spawns the, like the, the feud between Max and John again. And then, like, you know, Maria and uh, Max split up, so to speak. So it, it kind of has to, they kind of have to be here. But you're right. They're just, uh, she's fine. She's fine. I don't really remember her. Yeah. Yeah. But I forgot she was in it. You're right. I do feel like the plot is, like, once Maria and, like, Max were going on their first date, I was like, oh, where does this movie go? Like, where? how do they keep yep. this going? And I, not that I thought it was bad, but I, I, to your point, I think what they did was like, oh, well, we'll create this conflict between Melanie and Jacob about not getting married, and then that'll reignite things. And then in the meantime, you know, we'll we'll have Mama regret, re- Mama regretty, Mama <laughs> regretty, telling Sophia that she's cursed and that she should leave Max alone because she's yep. been married. So it's like, oh, there's the conflict. But like, what I love, what I kind of speaking of these conflicts is like they don't really get they get resolved in ways but most of them are i think just kind of washed clean by grandpa dying yes honestly cuz like yeah. i feel like it's all kind of like whatever what under the bridge and like in particular i love the scene and we'll talk about grandpa but i love the scene after his funeral when max and john are at the couch by the lake and it's yes. it's again it's like that scene in when harry met sally or like that moment in somebody somewhere where uh, John's just like, you know, I didn't mean what I said, and Max is like, ah, you know, I, you know how I feel, and like, it, yep. it's over, you know, because it's like, you know, we have bigger fish to fry, and um, literally, literally, <laughs> yeah, and I just, I, and I think, you know, Melanie and, and Jacob kind of uh, more so, you know, reconnect on Halloween, but I feel like, I don't know, I just, I feel like the movie when grandpa dies, like the sort of like old men dueling kind of energy ends as well. And I thought that was really smart. Yeah. It's kind of, again, I don't know why I always go back to this moment in drag race when Chanel and Chad Michaels didn't talk for like years. Mm -hmm. And then I don't know if it was, I think it was Chanel's mom passed away and Chad Michaels showed up at the funeral. And I just, (laughs) you love that story so much. I love it. I brought it up at least like twice so far, (laughs) but I just, I just like, I would, it's so beautiful, you know, like when con, like, because you realize it, it snaps you back into perspective too. And I think like, it's the perfect antidote for all the drama and um and uh, in this movie i was really thinking hard between antidote and anecdote and i had to think about what i said i was like what did, did i say the right thing you did you anyway, did yeah i did you did look at me um but yeah i and yeah. and speaking of grandpa i burgess meredith I, it's just i mean the, the way he'll like <laughs> just and i wake up and the first thing i have are four strips of bacon and then for lunch <laughs> a bacon sandwich and then for dinner <laughs> guess what bacon bacon like I yes. just, it's <laughs> and i mean it's oh my god he's just like a cigarette i smoke a cigarette and i eat bacon. oh yeah. no and i think he I'm says like a... and i normally drink my dinner i think that's what he said yes that's what <laughs> that's he says it. yes yeah 
he is so funny and like really i think the sort of bsa of the um the blooper reel for oh, sure like with the God. hawaiian islands i didn't think i was gonna laugh at that and i totally did yeah i um, and i love that was, they were so ridiculous yeah oh my god yeah it, it's uh yeah <laughs> i don't know there's just something about like the the trigger of like which island you know what i mean like it's I, which <laughs> island yeah the way she says that she like eyes them up because uh, there's there's the hawaiian islands and then there's also uh you know why don't you come back to my place i've got my man-sized manicotti and my Gotti, my spicy cannelloni <laughs> or whatever he says and he just goes and he just He's goes just like yeah improvising i love that that oh. was happening because apparently what a gift he was i think having some like mental decline at this point and was having trouble remembering his lines and whatnot. So like knowing that it makes me, makes me happy to see that he also like could still just like riff during the movie. Yeah. I, I'm so impressed with him. Like I, he shines and like, he is someone who I feel like when I first saw it, that like my parents and grandparents were talking about him the most when you leave the theater, like, Oh, and the grandpa, because in this one, he does pass away and it is so sad and I definitely cried and I definitely cried when Mama Rigetti laid down that rose. Forget about I it. I know. I'm... Forget about it. Yeah, I know. Like, cause there was that whole thing at the beginning where he was like, sometimes I think God forgot about me. And then when he, <gasps> when John goes and talked to him on the couch and then he realizes his father's dead and, and Jack Lemon really has like a great kind of moment there yeah. and he's like oh it looks like god remembered you dad and i just thought like i remembered you pop he was called him pop and i yep. i just oh it's such a again like then yeah it takes on a very serious tone even mama rigetti gets like a very sort of like somber moment and i was like because you know also this movie while we're talking about burgess meredith we also have to talk about how when he is i guess he's helping babysit Allie one night and he's like reading her the three bears story <laughs> and then he like sings her the lullaby and it reminded me of Mrs. Wilson in oh, Dennis the Menace wink and blink and a nod yeah yes. Burgess had his he had his Joan Plowright moment oh it's so sweet yeah I and I love the conflict of like that Max and Maria hadn't like seen each other and like that, you know, but like she went to the funeral but for like her mother and she's never looked beautiful, oh. like more beautiful in black. Yeah. I, she takes my breath away and she just whispers, I'm sorry, as Max walks by. And um, I love that shit. Yeah, I know. I love that. I, I love just like, I don't know, anything, anything Sophia Loren is doing, anything she does in this yes. movie, I love. Um, there's oh another detail that always sticks with me is there's the whole montage, uh, the whole hit the road jack montage when they're trying to sabotage the opening of the restaurant. Yes, and I think it's before she goes to the bar and she pulls out all that caution tape from the garbage and she like stretches it and looks at it and glares at it and it's one of yes. these acting choices that has lived with me for thirty <laughs> odd years. There's the way she. <laughs> Ooh, and looks at it and then and that's what inspires her to go to the bar and she has requisite hysterical blindness reference she has her debbie miller entrance her very kind of like slow-mo yes. entrance to the bar and all the guys turn and look and venus is playing and it's oh my god she and, and she looks like the kind of woman who's like get me a steak you know what i mean she looks like like especially yeah. like sophia loren's imdb picture today like this is a woman who's just like i want the bloodiest porterhouse you've got in the kitchen oh god i just want to see her like 
I don't know. She's like doing things for me. I, I can't describe how beautiful she is. Yeah. I know. I know. Oh, her IMDb picture. Look at it. It's so good. With those glasses. <laughs> like she's just, you can tell she wants more butter on that steak. I mean. Yeah. She's a woman who is not afraid of eating. No. I, she's going to have the pasta. Absolutely. And I'm I'm assuming that she's got a phenomenal doctor. I assume. Because that's a pretty tight yes. neck. You know, yeah, she's got a good neck, yeah. and uh, I, I think the last time I remember seeing her like in real life was when she, you know how the, at the Oscars they used to do, like they'd have f- past winners come out like five or six uh-huh. women, and they say something. She it was the year Meryl was nominated for Doubt, and Sophia got to speak to Meryl, and it was she wore this like gold dress, and it was crazy, mm. but I loved it. Mommy. Yeah, God, she's gonna die at some point, you know. I know, Sophia. She's still with us. She was born in 1934. That is sold. Still with us, but yeah, no, she's uh, she's still with us. So, um, but anyway, uh, the other thing I want to talk about is, to bring us back to Max, is anything that happens in Max's house is like, like the whole movie could just take place in Max's house. Like when he's watching Geraldo and it's like, you know, uh, and the and the topic is lesbians. He goes, "Ooh, lesbians, yummy!" Um, <laughs> and then when um, when because like Jacob comes over and like Jacob wants to like set him up with different women, and he mentions one woman's name, and Max is like, oh, "She died." God. Yep, choked on a stack of pancakes at the Lions Club annual charity breakfast. It's just like the <laughs> level of detail in there. Um, yeah, but I think one of my favorite lines is like when Jacob's leaving, he's like, and close the door. I think it's like the, the flies get in here. They're crazy about my macaroni and cheese dish. (laughs) (laughs) Like this man, (laughs) like uh, those, they're the craziest lines. And he just, he's like, yeah, I got it. Yeah. I, I know exactly what to do. Like even when. Oh god, the macaroni and cheese. My macaroni and uh, cheese dish. <laughs> when John comes over because Ariel kicked oh, him god. out and he's like, "I'm cold." And he's like, "Here's some <laughs> matches. Shut yourself on fire." <laughs> uh, <laughs> he just throws him out the window. And then when Max <sighs> is on the couch and he finds the sandwich, or no, John's on the couch yes. and finds the sandwich and Max is like, "That's my tuna on rye. I've been looking all over for that." <laughs> He's like, hey, that's my doing on rye. Where'd you find <laughs> Where'd it? Would you, you like a half? Yeah. <laughs> it's got a bite in it. <laughs> that is some funny shit. Uh, I just, um, what it, it, it's, <laughs> go ahead. No, yes, I'm go. Just, I'm just seeing my notes when he's in the kitchen. And I think it's after his, I don't know if it's after the first date with Maria, but I think it's when he's getting ready for the date and he's like dancing around the kitchen. He's like, arrivederci, a signorita. Oh, and it's when he's when yes. learning Italian. Yes. Yes, it is. Yes. <laughs> He's like, oh, no, oh, no. Uh, it's so funny to watch him. You're right. It could be just like a one act play of just him in like the average day in Max's life. Yeah, I, I'm cooking. I'm in. You know, uh, it's. I mean, and I'm seeing this line here, and this is like a great example of like Walter Matthau's head voice. But then that was that morning was. Um, Cause like John was like, Oh, that's it. I'm going to go apologize to Maria. And so I can go home. And so then he goes to Maria's and then he gets drunk and he, you know, passes out. And then it's the next morning when, when Max is learning Italian and then he's leaving the house and that's when he runs into Ariel and, and, you know, she's like, where's Tweedledum? And, uh, anyway, then they go to Maria's and, uh, 
I don't remember at what point. I think it's when John comes out of the shower in the in like Maria's robe, and yep. <laughs> and Max goes, "Gustafson, you're doing it yes. again." <laughs> <laughs> Gustafson, <laughs> you're doing it again. <laughs> yeah, you're still. Yes, you're doing it again. <laughs> oh, stealing, stealing his woman. Yeah, oh, I, I love that. Um, but anyway, I just so, all of those so moments uh, when he's singing Maria in the boat, and he's like, suddenly I see she's not the bitch I thought she'd be, <laughs> which is like the, what I, I lo- what I want the line to always be, you know? Yes, yes, I, I, it is so natural. Like, there's no one. It's crazy that like he didn't get at least a Golden Globe nomination for this. Like, come on, was there? I feel like this is a. Yeah, go uh, ahead. I was going to say, was there nothing? Was there no recognition? Nothing. No recognition. Well, not from the Globes. The People's Choice. Pe- oh, well, yes. People's Choice. And, you know, yeah. the, it's the people. You know, it's the people's vote. It is the people. It was the People's Choice 1996 uh, favorite comedy motion picture. Swept the nation. Yeah. Oh, American Comedy Awards. Jack Lemon got nominated. Yeah, that, I saw <clears throat> that. I saw that. Oh, can you believe it, though? Can you believe it? This is our at least second stinker. Lest what? we forget, Jamie Gertz won a stinker for Worst Supporting Actress for Twister, which we heartily disagree with. But this one, this was nominated in 1995 for the sequel Nobody Was Clamoring For. <gasps> you bite your tongue. I'm so, I, that's crazy. I'm, I just want to see if I can see like what they were what they were up against because I'm kind of I'm kind of horrified. All right, let's just take a look at the stinkers from 1995, right? So <clears throat> the most painfully unfunny comedy of 1995 was Ace Ventura when Nature Calls, apparently. Uh, <laughs> this That's blasphemy, blasphemy. Well, it was that mo- that movie was also nominated for the sequel Nobody Was Clamoring For and was up against Free Willy 2, The Adventure Home, Three Ninjas, Knuckle Up, Grumpy old man. Grumpy old man is not on this list. And then the winner no. was Halloween: The Curse of Michael Myers, which is a terrible movie. And so, like, grumpy old men should not be on that list. All right? No. Yeah. Absolutely not. So, Ace Ventura. Speaking of a sequel, <laughs> I watched that movie so much. It's great. But anyway, well, it also that won crazy. worst sequel at the Stinkers. So not only was oh it nominated for the sequel nobody was clamoring for, it won worst sequel. And most painfully unfunny comedy. So what do you have to say about that? I I could do a whole TED Talk right now of why that movie is funny. Oh my I'm like, have you seen the rhino scene? Him coming out of the rhino's butt? Oh, my goodness. The animatronic rhino. It's classic. I mean. But I was also like 11 when it came yeah, out. Yeah. I or just. Nine. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to do the BSAs of uh, Ace Ventura. When, when <laughs> yeah, there Nathan are no Pulse. women in it. No. Yeah. Uh, no, the only woman I see in it is and it might be a small role but Sophie Okonedo who was uh in Hotel oh, Rwanda yeah, pl- yeah yes she plays like one of the women in the tribe the I think at the very princess, end she comes in yeah. the Wachati princess ah so there I you love go. that movie but i think this is an oversight to yeah but i agree the nth degree here. i well you know what what we should do what we should do you know what we should do is we should look at the Oscars in 1996, or the Golden Globes, this wouldn't win an Oscar. Like, none of this would be Oscar territory. But I feel like what we could do is we could look at the Oscars from 1990... We could look at the Golden Globes from 1996. 
and yes. we could find out <clears throat> who they felt was, was funnier better than Walter. Than Walter, and why didn't Sophia get nothing? Like, what did I do? Yeah, uh, they're all. Oh, I guess everyone besides Anne Margaret is an Oscar winner, but Anne Margaret was nominated twice. She was. So that's cool. Yeah, and that counts for something. Uh, yeah. So okay. All right. All right. Here we go. So, uh, nineteen ninety. So here is who beat out. Here is who beat out uh, Walter Matthau. Well, you'll okay. Uh, Steve Martin, Father of the Bride, Part Two. <gasps> oh, you had watched sequel. Part One recently, right? I know we never talked about it, but yeah. I'll, I'll put a pin in that. Put a pin in that. Yeah, maybe the after show. Maybe we'll you know, get into that. Uh, yeah. <clears throat> Harrison Ford for Sabrina. Anybody? Okay. Uh, Patrick Swayze for Two Wong Fu. Thanks for everything, Julie Newmar. And I think that's a very oh, wow. That's, oh yeah. Uh, Michael Douglas, the American President. <gasps> what a year! What a year! And then the winner was John Travolta and Get Shorty. What? And we love John Travolta, but come on now. Yeah, get out. Get I out. I can't believe that. Yeah. Oh, but 1990. Six Golden Globes. Oh, supporting actress includes one of my favorite nominations, Kathleen Quinlan in Apollo Thirteen. <gasps> we love Kathleen. We love Kathleen. Um, but that was the Amira Sorvino one for Mighty Aphrodite, and I believe that's like category fraud. I feel like that's very much a lead role. I have never seen it, but um, I, I feel that win is very strange indeed. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, that's uh. Those are the people who beat out Sophia Loren and uh, Walter Matthau for any recognition of the Golden Globes whatsoever hmm. for their work. And I hate them for it. So, yeah, that's how I feel. A lot. Um, here's a random thought. I don't know if it ever has happened, but in the same way that, like, I would love to see Walter Matthau and Bonnie Hunt work together, I would love in an alternate universe a movie or a show where Jack Lemon plays the father of Laurie Metcalf. Oh, wow. If you really look that at it. That would be so good. Be, and the resemblance is there, and it would be so good. It would just be so good. <clears throat> yeah, I feel like he has, like, good Tracy Letts dad energy. Mm -hmm. You know, I think that, that would... But, you know, maybe it's a drama, or maybe he's too old or and losing it. I don't know what the spin is, but yeah, I love that. They're oh both my God. A version of the father what? where instead of Queen <gasps> Anthony, it's Jack. And instead of, oh, you know, Dame Olivia, oh my God. it's Lori. Yeah. Uh, that's like, that's cool. Cause the, the, the father is such like a, you know, a, a British movie directed by a French guy like Jack Lemon and Laurie Metcalf would very much be the American remake of the father. Yes, I think so too. And I would, die oh my <laughs> I god love that. i would go crazy yeah um yeah. so uh what oh you know just to note i just love that max gives out a coaster and a stapler and a box of laundry detergent for halloween i just love those details um, yes i think that might be my favorite uh daryl hannah line where she's like he did right he right. did he and then did. she like lifts it up yeah it, it's it's really good um and this is, I mean, I think just to recognize like a beautiful moment for Max is when he's, you know, uh, reconnecting with Maria towards the end. And he says, I know I'm no great prize, but I'm loyal, I'm honest, and I know how to treat a lady. And yes. it's just, and it's like, oh, that's so, 
Ugh, he's just like you old brown shoe, you know? You just I know. Oh my gosh, yes. Ugh, you sweet old goose. And then uh old brown boot. Yeah, an yeah. old brown fishing boot. But uh and then surprise wedding. I remember as a kid not fully understanding <gasps> what eloped meant when like Jacob and Melanie like, yep. oh, glad we got eloped. And, but I, I have to say, like, when, I remember the first time seeing this, I did not see it coming that it was going to be Max and Maria. Same. I actually gasped. Yeah. I totally forgot. It's such a and great I was like, little this spin. This movie yeah. is a, <laughs> should be in the AFI. Uh, yeah, 10. absolutely. <laughs> this should be in that 100,001 movies you got to see before you die, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think Nicole Kidman, I think she would agree that a heartbreak, heartbreak would feel good in a place like this, watching a movie like this. Oh, yes. Yeah. I was, you know what I kind of wanted and we never got? I wanted to see, like, the, the restaurant thriving. I wanted yes. to see a lot of people at Rigetti's. And you just kind of assume that everyone's fine at the end. But I wanted... I wanted the wedding reception to be there, but I guess they were getting married, so that wouldn't have made sense. But why not? You know? Yeah, why not? Like I, I hear what you're saying though. Like I think I wanted, I wanted to like that confirmation of like, oh, Rigetti's. Because I mean, not for nothing, but I was thinking like that is kind of a great little spot for a restaurant. Like, yes, it's. I think the sauce looks great. Sauce oh, she looks wasted great. All that sauce. Yeah, it's like you think we should ask for some garlic bread. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> it's really, truly one of my favorite comedic performances of all time. Yeah. Like, I had so much fun watching him. I did, I too. I was over the moon. You know, I couldn't believe how much I laughed. I always think about, like, the next day after he and Maria hook up, and then he's, like, feeling his oats to the Bee Gees, and then he goes to talk to John, and he, like, tosses the newspaper and goes to catch it and then fumbles <laughs> <Yes>. it. <laughs> drops he's like boo, 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 doo, and boo, the, boo, he's got these like, boo, 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 kind of fingers oh my god it's so good uh, <laughs> and the way he goes slick <laughs> to the cast yeah. slick get out of here <laughs> he's like get out of here <laughs> oh god it's just a classic folks and uh if you haven't seen it I, I don't know if it's streaming anywhere. Did you find it? I had to buy it on YouTube. I had to buy it for three thirty nine. Yeah. I feel and I feel and like it was the days worth every penny. Uh, yeah, a thousand percent. I feel like the days of two ninety nine are over, and I'm yeah three thirty nine now. And I'm like, oh, you know what? The forty cents was worth it for the bloopers. You know, I'll pay for the bloopers. Yes, they really truly are. And I I I don't know. If I, I feel is that a trend in itself, like having bloopers at the end of a movie? Because I I really only remember it from this. I don't know, and I assume the first grumpy old men had them as well. <clears throat> oh, maybe. But um, yeah, I don't know. That's like such a fun idea of like, oh, like where does the trend of bloopers during the credits come from? And like, is there a trend or is it really just kind of scatter shot? You know, because I think it's a great. It's a great. I mean, I, it, it doesn't work for everything. Like the bloopers of doubt would be like a little, you know. Uh, yes. Oh, Sister James, I have such. Fuck! I forgot the line. You know, like I just yeah, it would be line. Yeah. <laughs> it's just till September. No, Viola. It's just till June. Like it would just. Yes. It just would be the same. Yes. Um, but this, I mean, I think the blooper that makes me laugh the most is when they're in the supermarket and they crash carts, and Max is like, "Jesus Christ, what the fuck!" Like, and he just and, and she's like, "Oh," yeah, just like walks away, and it's just this like, <laughs> it's so funny. Uh, um, the other blooper reel that I remember from my childhood is uh, the Little Rascals. Those are the only two that I can remember right now. Oh, this movie and that. Wow, with Reba McIntyre. It's, it's, it's Reba McIntyre. Yes. Oh, she's so funny. 
Um, well, she's not really that funny in that movie, but it's like funny in a campy way. Um, we should do an episode of Reba. Oh, you know Reba! Like, you, have you ever? I've never seen this, the television show Reba. I oh, I think you would really love it really? because it has what's her face, her best friend, oh, her friend, who is like, like almost like the Kramer of like Reba, and she's so funny. Her name is Melissa Peterman, and she plays Barbara Jean. Oh. And she's the star. She's like the Urkel of Reba. Oh, I see. Okay, Melissa Peterman, Barbara Jean, Booker Hart. Oh, my God, 121, 125 episodes It's of the show. solid. That's like, incredible. I, I haven't seen a lot of it, but oh, it's, look at it her. ain't bad. Oh, yeah, she looks – I feel like I'm sure I've seen her in something. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, maybe I'll see her in an episode of Reba. Um, <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, listen, you know, hey, you know, Reba heads out there. If there's a particularly, you know, impactful episode of Reba oh, yeah. that you feel that we should do, I have no problem doing an episode of Rita because eventually all these themes we're doing, eventually we, we should do a very special episode month. Oh, yeah, for sure. The Goiter Home Improvement. Oh, The Goiter. Of course. I feel like yes. Patricia. Richardson probably has some real moments in that. Oh, yeah. Oh, we need to talk about her more on this podcast. Patricia Richardson. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Agree. Yeah. Um, Well, uh, I feel like uh, it's very possible that the dulcet tones of Alan Silvestri are playing in our ears right now because uh, I think we're being played off right now. I feel good. I feel like I between the two of us, we hit everything on my list, which is yeah, so lovely. I agree. I feel a lot like of laughs, a lot of laughs. Yeah, this was this was really fun. Um, <laughs> Shall we ask for some garlic bread? Some garlic bread. <laughs> <laughs> and then they like walk home <laughs> with the oh, little so with funny. the little guinea pig. Yeah. Yes. Oh my goodness! Oh. It's so. It's good. a guinea pig. It's a guinea pig. Where can folks find more of you? They can find me on my other podcast, The Good Vanilla, which is a Barefoot Contessa podcast, or you can follow me on Instagram at Nick Kochanov. How about you? Well, you can find me certainly every week if you're a Matreon, but every other week, I think, uh, this month in All Right, Mary, for some back-to-school month episodes. Um, so nice. we're doing a bit of a theme on All Right, Mary as well. I'm loving theme months. I just, you know? Yeah. Makes me want to switch out my pillows, you know? Uh, yes, and move the furniture. Move the yeah. Furniture. yeah, like you know, I've got one of those. I've got one of those sectionals where you just move the ottoman from one side to the other. Ooh, so getting crazy. Yeah, I don't know. Marco loses mind. Uh, you could also find me on Instagram at Contractor underscore, and you can find more of both of us in a best supporting capacity on Instagram uh, at BSA Pod, or you can send us an email at thebsapod at gmail.com. And uh, keep your grumpier old peepers peeled because the Ooh. best supporting after show is uh, it's it's coming. It's a coming. And we're going to talk about maybe what some of our ideas are going to be for sequel September. We're going to talk about some of the things we've been watching. And I don't even know what else. I don't even know. A game. A game. A game. We're going to play a game this week. Jesus Christ. If ever there was a week to become a BSATreon, this would be the week. You'd also get early access to episodes just like this. $5 a month. The bonus episode every week. Early access. Patreon.com slash BSAPod. Anyway, uh, but we will be saving all of that for our after show discussion because in the meantime, we need to get into two pre-owned lease Toyota cells named Ruth and Cheryl and get the hell out of here. Sounds like a plan. Well, then that's what we're going to do. And that, as they say, 
is that.